0: Never join you. If you only knew the power of the dark side. Obi Wan never told you
1: what happened to Luke. He told me enough. He told me you killed him. No.
2: I
0: am the. Welcome to Geek Fights, I'm Damon Shaw. With me, as always, is Mr. Mike Ortiz. Mike, who's joining
3: us tonight? Well, tonight we've got Charity Wood. Hello. Chris Wood.
2: Hey, how's it going?
3: And John Whelan. Hello, world. What are we fighting about this time, Damon?
0: Well, this time we're going back to what we did the first time we did start, well, anything, which is Star Trek versus Star Wars 2.0. We're bringing it back because you didn't request it, but I was not happy with how it came out the last time, so we're doing it again. Uh, Mike, how do our fights work here?
3: Well, Damon, this is one of our mano-a-mano style battles. We pit two characters, concepts, objects, whatever, against one another and put it to a vote. Majority wins. We tally up the total, and whichever has the most points at the end is declared the winner. The panel can decide the battle, battle any way they see fit, which is more powerful, which is cooler, which is hotter, which you liked most as a kid, any criteria you want, just use what we call geek logic.
0: What's geek logic, Mike?
3: Well, geek logic can be best explained by this. If Webster's dictionary were enlightened enough to have an entry on geek logic, it would define it as any argument you can use to back up your choice. You define the terms any way you like as long as it supports your claim and makes sense to you. And that's Geek Logic.
0: All right, then I guess we should jump right into the fight. We're going to jump right in with the Borg versus the Empire. And, uh, this way, uh, this time around, it's going to be Star Trek is going to be the first name we say. Star Wars is the second name. So if you don't know somebody, you can look it up through each lexicon. It's rather easy to do. And uh, I'm going to vote for the Empire because they have a much, much cooler leader. I really do like Darth Vader a lot. And they have a cooler theme song. I love their theme song. What's the Borg's theme song? Uh, oh, I'm not hearing it. But I do hear the Empire theme song in my head. So, Mike?
3: Uh, I think I'm going to go with the Borg because if you take Darth Vader out of that mix, the Empire is pretty ineffective. So, uh, I think the Borg can accomplish their tasks much better. They're much more efficient and uh, I think makes them much more formidable.
0: All right, a vote for the Borg. Charity.
4: Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the Borg on this one. Um, The Empire conquered using might and fear and sometimes magic, but uh, the Borg conquered with numbers. And uh, they're like ants. They just don't ever stop coming out of their hole. So I'm going to vote for the Borg. Ants are scary.
2: Ants are scary. Chris? So they conquered with numbers? What, do they just go up to somebody and go, five? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. That's really stupid. That would scare Um, me.
3: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Uh, you know, the Empire, snazzy dressers, uh, good color coordination, lots of grays. Um, the Borg, though, resist- resistance is futile, and they're just amazing. And if you remember in episode 43 of Next Generation, they actually played a theme song. It was ACDC's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap.
0: Uh, I, don't,
2: I don't recall that. John? Oh, that was just in my head. <laughs>
1: I'm going to go with the Borg because, hey, their ships are square and you don't need wings in space. And if you want a theme song, the Collective will put one in your head. Yeah,
0: the Collective (laughs) is a theme song. And Star Trek gets the first point and we're moving on to our next fight. It is a Type 7 shuttlecraft versus a TIE fighter. Mike, that's
3: yours. You know, you may not need wings in space, but they sure do look cool. Uh, the TIE Fighter is a, an iconic-looking ship. It's got a great sound as it flies by. Um, and even though, as a kid, I never actually had a TIE Fighter toy, I did have shuttlecraft toys, I'm still going to vote for the TIE Fighter.
0: A vote for the TIE Fighter. Charity?
4: Yeah, the Shuttlecraft wins my vote uh, via modern conveniences. Um, It's got a replicator and, uh, we think, bathroom facilities for long trips um, and warp drive. So, um, yeah, you're never going to smell like a piece of leathery burnt bacon in a Shuttlecraft, so I vote Shuttlecraft.
0: All right, Chris.
2: I'm going to go with the uh, Shuttlecraft. Uh, You know, it does look like a giant Winnebago, and it's beige and has a mauve interior. Um, but the Tie Fighters' range of of firing is pretty directional, whereas the shuttlecraft is omnidirectional, and that's really kind of a lame reason. But still, shuttlecraft.
1: A vote for shuttlecraft, John. I'm gonna have to go with the shuttlecraft because if you land upside down, the Tie Fighter, you're not getting out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, a vote for the shuttlecraft. And uh, you know, I've got to go with the type shuttlecraft. Uh, Tie Fighter is okay but i mean a rock hits it and you explode that totally sucks (laughs) so i'm gonna go with type 7 shuttlecraft and star trek gets another point we're moving on charity this one is yours it is star trek toys versus star wars toys
4: Yeah, for me, this one is no contest. Star Wars toys totally win. Um, They're way cooler than Star Trek toys. And uh, when I was a kid, those are the first toys that I can ever remember wanting. And I never got any. So um, I still collect Star Wars toys. So they win.
0: Vote for Star Wars toys.
4: Chris. You know,
2: uh, Star Trek toys on a whole kind of suck, except for like the, the Diamond Select and more upscale stuff. Um, you know, it's pretty tough for me because I'm such a diehard Star Trek fan, but I can't imagine playing with a Deanna Troy figure.
0: I can. (laughs) (laughs) So you're going with Star Star Wars toys. Uh, John?
1: I'm going to have to go with Star Wars toys. When I was a child, I had the big Darth Vader head you could open up and put all the action figures in. I never had a Captain Kirk head to put guys in. Yeah, they they did not make that. You know, Uh, they
2: did actually make a Ferengi head lunchbox, though.
1: Yes, they did, and those are
0: awesome. But that's not a toy. That's merchandise, and that comes around later on in this battle. But for me, I'm looking around my room right now, and I'm counting the Star Wars toys I have. Okay, I'm done counting those. Let me count just Enterprises. There are one, two, three, four, five Enterprises in here. Uh, Six when you include the one that's connected to Deep Space Nine. And I've got six Star Trek figures in their box sitting there right now. So I've got to go Star Trek.
2: Dude, I forgot about the ships.
3: Oh, <laughs> Mike? Yeah, I, I think I'm going to go with the Star Wars toys also. Um, certainly just the sheer volume of them. And, uh, you know, one, one interesting thing is many years ago they had that Boba Fett that you could send away and... Uh, it was supposed to have a, a rocket launcher that actually shot a rocket, and they never released it because some kid swallowed a missile on a Battlestar Galactica toy. Well, now you can actually send away for a Boba Fett figure with a rocket that shoots. So a childhood dream of mine with Star Wars toys is being fulfilled. Star Wars.
2: Was that choking? That was your dream? Choking? <laughs>
0: He's into autoerotic asphyxiation. It's no, it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. We're moving on to our next fight. Uh, these are quotes. It's the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one versus do or do not. There is no try. Chris, this one's yours.
2: The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one uh, simply because it comes for it comes during the best death scene ever. Uh, Spock dying in the uh, the reactor chamber. Makes me cry almost every single time, and when Yoda talks, I don't even tear up. So, well, maybe a little, but for different reasons, right?
0: All right, that's a vote for Star Trek,
1: John. I'm gonna have to go with the needs of the many. Do or do not is something a politician would say that means nothing but makes people happy. Uh, and and you're right about
0: that, it, it, it is something that politicians say, but. Spock uses the needs of the many way outweigh the needs of the few or the one a lot. Not only does he do it in Star Trek 2, he does it in Star Trek 10. And, and he does it crying and all that stuff, so I gotta give it to that one. Mike? Uh,
3: I'm gonna go with do or do not, because for me, the needs of the one outweigh the needs of the many or the few, when that one is me.
0: Alright. <laughs> Charity? <laughs>
4: Um, yeah, I'm going to have to go with the needs of the mini on this one. I uh, find myself quoting that way more than I do do or do not. So uh, Star Trek wins on that one for me.
0: All right, Star Trek wins another point, and we're moving on. It is 3D chess versus video chess. John, that one's yours.
1: I'm going to have to go with 3D chess. The great Khan lost because he was not thinking three-dimensionally.
0: Hope for 3D chess. And... uh I, as much as I, I, I could go on eBay right now and buy a 3D chess set, but uh, I'm going to let the Wookie win and go with video chess.
3: Mike? You stole my let the Wookiee Wind crack. Jeez, keep doing that. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I am going to go with 3D chess because that's a real game with real rules and I could never understand how the hell they played that video chess. It was just a bunch of little stop motion animation guys running around beating on each other. I mean, is that even really a game?
0: Uh, it is to me. <laughs> but we will move on to our next person, of Charity.
4: Yeah, video chess all the way. Um, I always wanted to play that game, and uh, they should totally be able to make it already, so uh, they need to get on that.
0: Vote for video chess. And Chris?
4: I'm
2: going to go with Coddiscot. What? (laughs) (laughs) Never mind. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with video chess. Um, Just because, you know, as a kid, I always liked watching that part of the movie. I waited for that, um, seeing the little 3D animated characters. Uh, Just, yeah. Three, video chess. almost a 3D chess, but I really meant video chess.
0: Video oh. chess wins, and that's another point for Star Wars. And we're moving on to our next fight. It is Young or New Kirk versus Episode 2 Anakin. And uh, Anakin's kind of a bitch. Uh, Kirk <laughs> is not a bitch. Kirk is Kirk in every sense of the word. He drives a, a car off of a cliff, as as Chris said earlier... Blasting Beastie Boys, well, earlier last week. Different Chris, the Chris Brown, sorry, Chris. And uh, I'm going to have to go with Newkirk. Mike?
3: Yeah, I have to agree because uh, Anakin had some nice moments, uh, certainly when he chopped up all those sand people. But uh, Young Kirk uh, banged a green chick, so that wins in my book.
0: Young Kirk gets another vote. Charity.
4: Yeah, I feel like Kirk is way too cocky, so I'm going to vote for Anakin because angry and moody wins over cocky for me. So,
0: All right, a vote for Anakin. Chris?
2: I'm going to go with new Kirk uh, because he's a better actor.
0: Uh, yes, there is that. And John?
1: I'm going to have to go with Kirk. Took him one movie. Annie had took three.
0: And the fact that his nickname is Annie. You are correct. That is true. (laughs) That's another vote for Star Trek, and we are moving on. Uh, It is the Breen versus Bausch, the bounty hunter, also known as Princess Leia, from uh, Return of the Jedi. And, Mike, that one is yours.
3: Uh, I think I'm going to go with Bausch on this one. Um, We we pitted these two against each other because they basically look exactly the same, and I think it's kind of a lame design. Um, Since there are so many Breen, that would be uh, just numerically more lameness, so I'm going to give this one to Bausch.
0: Uh, Vote for Bausch. All right. Charity.
4: Yeah, I vote for Bausch, too. Uh, Same helmets across the board, but Leia wears it with way more style.
0: Uh, Way more style. All right.
2: Chris. I'm going to go with the Breen because they're a complete (laughs) ripoff. Although I, I do hear that underneath those helmets, they do have two buns, so... Alright. <laughs> buns vote. as in hair. Sorry.
0: Yeah. Well, that would be weird if they had an ass on their head.
2: <laughs> John! That that would be
3: the Telosians. Oh, that is the Talosians. I apologize. John, what's your
1: vote? I'm gonna go with the brain. I never saw even, even Princess Leia Bounty Hunting take down Klingons.
0: Alright. And it's all tied up and coming to me. And, uh... I like Princess Leia. She's really cool in that that scene. But uh, the Breen are kind of evil bastards that side with the Dominion. They're, and they know the Dominion are dicks, and they side with them anyway. So I kind of got to go with the Breen. And the Breen win, and Star Trek gets another point And we're moving on to our next fight. It is Data versus R2-D2. Charity, that one's yours.
4: Um, R2-D2 is super cool. And, um... He's been around since you know the very first movie, but uh, Data could literally crush him. I think so. If we're going with a fight, um, that's my. Uh, I'm going to go with Data. That's how I'm thinking about that one. A okay. fight.
0: Data wins that one for you,
4: Chris.
2: So uh, Data got to hang out with Mark Twain, which is dope, and he has two heads, which is dope too, and not in the way you're thinking. <laughs>
0: So a vote for Data. All right, John.
1: Well, Data is cool. Data's the man. You can ask it, ask it, Tasha. But R two D two is iconic. It's R two
0: D two. A vote for R two D two. And uh, Data is cool. And Data probably could crush R two D two. But R two D two has the Force. He he made R five D four. Destruct, so he could go with uh, C3PO and Luke. I think he could do the same thing with uh, with Data. I think he could fuck with his head. So I'm gonna go with Data uh, with R2D2. My- Dude,
2: that's just a bad motivator. <laughs> it was. <But> <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: Mike, this this really sucks because this was a this was one of the toughest fights on here for me. I had no idea who I would pick. Normally in this circumstance, I'd throw it to R two, but that really wouldn't make any sense because R two would just vote for himself. But uh, I <laughs> think I am gonna go with R two D two on this one because he tells better jokes.
0: I'll vote for R two D two, and we are moving on to our next fight. It is Generations versus Attack of the Clone. And uh, Chris, this one's yours.
2: Definitely, Generations. Uh, Malcolm McDowell is awesome. Uh, you know, he played HG Wells. So what can you say? And Mister Rourke from Fantasy Island. So, which was originally played by Ricardo Montalban, who played Khan. So, by seven degrees of separation, <laughs> I'm going to go with Generations.
1: A vote for Generations, John. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for Star Wars. I just like that one a little bit better. I think.
0: All right, Attack of the Clones gets a point. And uh, Attack of the Clones is a
1: horrible,
0: horrible movie. There's very, very, very few redeeming qualities about that film. Uh, other than Annie, which is a bitch name anyway, going and killing all the uh, st- the uh, sand people, there's really nothing, nothing really that cool. Well, Yoda has a lightsaber fight. Yoda should not be in a lightsaber fight. Yoda should just use the Force because he should be that badass. But uh, I'm going to go with Generations because it's got Kirk and you can't beat Kirk. Mike?
3: Yeah, you know, I, for me, this battle is about which of these is actually the worst movie. Uh, in in the first um, Star Wars vs. Star Trek battle, we had Phantom Menace versus Insurrection. So... To me, when I this this battle really is which one of these two sucked more, and I think Attack of the Clones sucked more, so I'm going to go with that.
0: A vote for Attack of the Clones, and it's all tied up and going to you, Charity.
4: I'm going to vote for Attack of the Clones. Um, I just remember how excited I was when that uh, came out in the theaters, and uh, I can't forget how excited I was. So that gets my vote.
0: A vote for Attack of the Clones, and we're on to our next fight. It is Star Trek games versus Star Wars games. And, John, that's yours.
1: I'm going to have to go with Star Trek. I love the Armadas. One and two, they're great. And Star Trek Online was pretty good.
0: I'll vote for Star Trek. Um, yeah, I, as, much as, as much as I really do want to vote for Star Trek games in this instance, I still have to throw my, my vote for Star Wars games. Uh, they're just better. And part of it is because I want to have a lightsaber in reality and run around and slice things up, and pretty much video game is the only place you can actually do that. So I'm going to go with Star Wars. Mike?
3: You know, I really don't uh, do a lot of gaming, but when I have, it's, it's been Star Trek more often than Star Wars. Uh, I, I like the Star Trek online game uh, that was released recently, and I was a big fan of the Star Trek role-playing game uh, from many years ago, so I'm going to go with Star Trek. Vote
0: for Star Trek.
3: Charity.
4: Yeah, I'm really excited about uh, the Old Republic coming out, so uh, Star Wars gets my vote for this one.
0: Another vote for Star Wars, and it's all tied up and going to you there, Chris.
2: Well, let's just put it this way. If you play Elite Force, uh, Star Trek Voyager Elite Force, uh, Neelix is in a video game. Can you kill him? I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, I'm going to go with... (laughs) Was I selling it? (laughs) Yes. I'm going to go with the Star Trek games. I did love Elite Force and Elite Force 2. I loved Bridge Commander. I do like Star Trek Online. One cool thing about Elite Force, though, you do walk into sickbay, and the doctor asks you if you need an analgesic cream. So that's (laughs) right. Star Trek.
0: A vote for Star Trek, and Star Trek gets another point. And we're on to our next fight. It is Q versus Yoda. And uh, we're bringing the, we brought this one back. This one came from the first fight, and people were like, "You are insane! How the hell does Q lose to Yoda?" Yeah, I don't care that Yoda's cooler in an actual physical fight. Q wins, so uh, I, I agree with them in theory. But Q is played by Frank De La- sorry, John Delancey, whereas Yoda's played by Frank Oz, who is also Fozzie Bear. And I love that shitty comedian, so I'm going to go with Yoda. Mike?
3: Yeah, you know, I I voted for Yoda last time. I think I'm going to stick with him this time. While Q definitely could wipe him out in any sort of a, of a combat. Uh, Yoda's my favorite Star Wars character. I think he's one of the most important characters in Star Wars. Q was kind of a minor character in Star Trek. You know, it was in maybe like a dozen episodes ago or so, and not not uh, all of them were particularly good. And, you know, you walk up to someone on the street you say Yoda, they know what you're talking about. If you say Q, they think you're talking about a letter of the alphabet. So, Yoda. I'll
0: vote for
4: Yoda. Charity. Um, as much as I like Yoda, uh, I'm going to have to vote for Q on this one. And not just because he could win in a battle, but uh, because he's Such a funny character. He's one of my favorite characters, actually. And uh, his episodes are some of my favorites. So Q.
2: Vote for Q. Chris. So not only could Yoda not defeat Q, he could not defeat John Delancey. Uh, Both Q and John Delancey have douchebagginess squared, and that completely defeats Yoda.
0: But Yoda has a bit of douchebagginess at the beginning of Empire. He's a real douchebag with Luke at the beginning
2: fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, dude, g- 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 seriously, John DeLancey, I probably yeah. shouldn't say this cuz you know he may hear this and he'll hunt me down and destroy me because he's lived that way, but he is a giant douchebag <laughs> and that totally comes out in Q and would totally destroy Yoda.
0: Okay, a vote for Q. It's all tied up and going to you there, John. Where do you have your vote?
1: I'm going to have to go with Q. Q is omnipotent. If Q wanted to be iconic, he'd snap his fingers and go, oh, wow, children know who I am now. But he chooses not to be.
0: (laughs) All right. Q wins. Star Trek gets another vote. And uh, we are moving on to our next fight. Mike, this one is yours. It is Commander Eddington from Deep Space Nine versus Princess Leia.
3: You know, Commander Eddington couldn't really pull off a metal bikini. Uh, Although he can pull off the white (laughs) gown, but I'm still going to go with Princess Leia. Uh,
2: Please define pull off.
0: (laughs) (laughs) A vote for the princess. Charity.
4: I couldn't remember Commander Eddington, uh, so I went with Princess Leia because she's a totally tough broad.
2: Another vote for Leia. Chris. You should have just stopped with I can't remember. (laughs) No, I'm actually going to go with Princess Leia, too. Um, Commander Eddington. You know, he's the ultimate backstabber, which was, which was cool, which was an amazing you know, turn of events uh, in Deep Space Nine. But uh, Princess Leia, the character to me is much better, and she has much better hair. So, gonna
0: Princess go. Leia. Princess Leia. John?
1: I'm going to have to go with Princess Leia. Mike's logic is undeniable.
0: All right, a vote for Princess Leia, and I think I'm gonna make it a clean sweep. Even though they are identical characters, Eddington is the leader of a rebellion fighting against an oppressive empire, or at least what he believes to be an oppressive empire. And so is Leia. Leia's doing the exact same thing. They both betray their their so-called empires. Uh, But Commander Eddington kind of goes out like a bitch and dies. Well, we think he dies. So I'm gonna go with Leia because she won. and we are at our time to break. We're taking a quick break here. We'll be right back after these short messages.
1: I am Mork, Mork. Mork with Talking Space Pack says eight things. Mork talking ragdoll says seven things. When you pull the string, you can never be sure what these tools say next. And here's Mork from ork An Ork egg. And Mindy Doll, too. Five fun toys each sold separately. Mork. Mork doll with talking space pack. Other Mork collection toys are each sold separately. New from Mattel.
0: And we're back. Uh, we're going to jump right into our next fight. It is Wayune versus Newt Gunray. Charity, this one's yours.
4: And As much as I want to go with Star Wars, I'm going to have to go with Wayune on this one. Um, he wins hands down for me, and the reason is Jeffrey Combs, and that's an enough said right there.
0: All right, a vote for Wayune, and we're moving on to you, Chris.
2: Definitely Wei-Yun. Um When we were at the convention, Jeffrey Combs was talking about uh, Wayune as a character and basically described him as middle management, and that was exactly what Wayune was, and he's a clone, so if he dies, there's just more of them.
0: Well, there, if I'm not mistaken, there were only seven of them, and, well, Worf took care of that one. John?
1: I'm going to have to go with the way in. There's only seven of we know. There is eventually a limit to the droid army.
0: Yeah, there was a limit to the droid army. Uh, and uh, I think I'm going to go with Newt Gunray, though, because he was horribly offensive. Like, horribly. Like, what the hell was Lucas thinking? I, I mean, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Newt Gunray.
3: <laughs> Mike? Yeah, totally, totally, Wayune. I I liked Wayune so much. I was actually hoping the Dominion would win the war.
0: All right, Wayune wins, and Star Trek gets another point. We're moving on to the Battle of the Wives. It is Cassi- Cassidy Yates Cisco versus Mara Jade Skywalker. Chris, that one's yours.
2: Cassidy Yates Cisco. I mean, she was a freighter captain. She, you know, helped the Maquis. Went to jail for it, served her time, came back, and Cisco still took her back and yeah. She's just awesome, dude. I mean, it was a very strong to be to be completely honest, very strong female character that was perfect for Cisco. So Cassidy.
1: Cassidy gets a vote. John? I'm gonna go after with the cat have to go with Cassidy for pretty much the same reasoning. She was she was a strong woman.
0: Uh, she is a strong woman. She is carrying Captain Sisko's baby, which may or may not be Sisko. I still believe that when he said, I'll be back, that was that was his way of saying, I'm actually the baby that's inside of you. I impregnated you so I could come back as your son, as myself. Never mind. That's really weird and twisted.
2: <laughs> so when you say that, in my mind's eye, I see a little baby with a giant Avery Brooks head. <laughs> <laughs>
3: It's kind
0: of and bizarre. goatee, and the goatee. It's got to have the goatee. But I give a vote for Cassidy Yates, Mike.
3: You know, I uh, I'm when it comes to Star Wars, I'm pretty much uh, just in the main canon. I don't really really haven't tried much of the expanded universe stuff, so uh, I, I really don't know Mara Jade very well. And uh, I was going to pick Cassidy Yates until you guys started bringing up that. Creepy baby with an Avery Brooks head on it. So, uh, you know, until Mara Jade pops out a kid with Mark Hamill's head, I think I'll vote for her.
0: All right. A vote for Mara Jade. And John?
1: Hmm, that's going to have to go with Cassidy.
0: Another vote for Star Trek. Star Trek gets another point. Moving on to our next fight. It is Star Trek books versus Star Wars books. And, John, that one goes to you.
1: I'm probably going to be the only person that votes, but I like the Star Trek book better. I read two Star Wars books. They were awful. I In the Star Trek books, I found out who programmed V'ger.
0: All right, a vote for Star Trek books. And uh, as much as I want to vote for Star Trek books, and I've read quite a few Star Trek books, uh, the Star Wars books until the, what, year or so before the uh episode one they were Canon that was the Star Wars Canon, the Star Wars lexicon, and I've read quite a few of them, so I'm gonna have to go with Star Wars books, Mike
3: you know i there's a lot more Star Wars books at least these days, but for me, books are not just the fictional books. I absolutely loved all of the Star Trek technical manuals and I know they do that for Star Wars too but the the original Star War Star Trek technical manual the Next Generation the Deep Space Nine I think those are all just fantastically interesting books and uh, the the Star Trek uh, companion books where they list all the episodes are, are great reference sources uh, and and that that's where you you look stuff up about Star Trek in the days before the internet so I'm going to go with Star Trek. Uh, vote for Star Trek books, charity.
4: I've never read any of them. Um Star Trek or Star Wars. So, I'm going to go with Star Wars for my vote just because it is Star Wars.
0: All right. It's all tied up and coming to you there, Chris.
4: She's
2: lying, by the way. She's read uh, Star Trek Countdown. So, Oh, but Oh yeah, yeah but the uh, graphic novel. Oh, wait. Anyway, so, you know, for me, it comes down to the eugenics wars. Star Trek books, anything with Khan, and Khan when he was, you know, commander or dictator or whatever you want to call it, over 25% of the population, that's awesome. So Star Trek books, and Countdown was fantastic.
0: Vote for Star Trek. Star Trek gets another point. And we are moving on into our next fight. Uh, This one is... Lieutenant Kyle versus Big's Darklighter uh both characters are background reference characters that you almost never see, although Lieutenant Kyle pops up quite a bit because he's actually the transporter chief of the original series em- Enterprise uh, but I'm still gonna go with Big's Darklighter because he he's gonna he's gonna meet Luke at Tashi Station and you know pick up some power converters, so I'm gonna go with that one <laughs> Mike.
3: You know, Kyle uh, was not just the transporter chief. He was an engineering assistant. He uh, operated the helm and the science station. He was even on the Reliant in Star Trek II. And Biggs is most famous for being in a deleted scene. So I'm going to have to go with Lieutenant Kyle.
0: All right, a vote for Lieutenant Kyle. Charity.
4: Yeah, I'm going to go with Biggs because Luke Skywalker screams Biggs' name. So how do you beat that?
0: All right, a vote for Biggs. Chris?
4: Well,
2: I'm really upset that you stole my Reliant quote. (laughs) He was totally the, yeah, Commander Kyle on the Reliant. Anyway, Lieutenant Kyle, definitely. Um, He was in the same movie as Ricardo Montalban.
0: (laughs) Uh, It's as simple as that. Uh, And it comes down to you, John. It's all tied up. Who do you go with?
1: Well, I had to look both of them up. But in the end, Lieutenant. Um, Kyle would just beam Briggs away he, wor- he knows how to work the transporter I'm going with him
0: alright another vote for Star Trek and we are moving on into our next fight it is Joseph Sisko versus Uncle Owen Mike this one's yours
3: well if Uncle Owen had his way the Empire wins and Joseph Sisko can make a mean Jambalaya so I'm going with Sisko
0: a vote for Sisko. Charity?
4: I'm voting for Joseph Sisko also. Um, I actually thought he brought out a lot in um, Benjamin, so I really liked his character's contributions to the show.
0: All right, another vote for Joseph Sisko. Chris?
2: I told you to forget about it. Sorry, that's my best Uncle Owen impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> so lame. That's so terrible. Um, for me, uh, Joseph Sisko, obviously. Not only because he was... He was, uh, you know, Cisco's father, but he was also Admiral Cartwright.
1: He was Admiral Cartwright, John. Well, I'm going to have to throw a little love, on Owens. If it wasn't for the back-breaking character-building work he did, what a fluke would have been a slacker. Then where would we have been?
0: That's a very good <laughs> point. Although Uncle Owen was a horrible, horrible, horrible father figure. <laughs> like, <laughs> and from the two movies you see him in, and that's right, he's in two movies. He's in episode three and episode four. Uh, he's not really a very nice guy. He's kind of a dick to Luke. Uh, Joseph Sisko is a really good, good father, good role model, very positive guy. And that's why I have to throw my vote to the shittiest father in the universe, Uncle Owen. Although Joseph Cisco did win, and we are moving on to our next fight, Charity, this one is yours. It is Robert April versus Dash Rendar.
4: Um, I didn't know either of these characters, so I had to look them both up and read their stories. And I'm going to go with Dash um, because he helped Luke Skywalker a whole bunch, and it sounds like he may have even saved his life. So,
0: I'll vote for Dash. Dash. All right, Chris,
2: Robert April because he's animated.
1: Robert April because he's animated. Okay, John? I don't know he, who either one of them are. Um, animation seems like as good a reason as any else. I'm going to go that way. <laughs> Alright. Uh, vote <laughs> for Robert enough. April. And
0: I am going to vote for Ra- Dash Rendar. Because Shadows of the Empire, that's where he came from, the game on N64 was awesome, the book was even better, and he basically uh, takes over the role of Han Solo while Han Solo is in Carbonite in between... Episode 5 and Episode 6. And uh, he actually does a better job of being Han Solo at that point. So I'm going to go with Dash Rendar. And it's all tied up and going to you, Mike.
3: You know, I'm going to go with Robert April. Uh, Animation aside, he was captain of the Enterprise. That's enough for me.
0: All right. Robert April wins. Star Trek gets another point. And uh, we're moving on to our next fight. It is Red Squad versus Rogue Squadron. Chris, that's yours.
2: You know, I'm probably going to take a lot of flack for this. Uh, I did like the episode that Red Squad was in. The only episode that... Well, no, I'm sorry. They're in more episodes than just that. Um, I was thinking of the one where they're on the, the other version of The Defiant. Um, anyway, the, I'm thinking of that episode alone, and those kids are absolutely annoying um so i'm actually gonna go with rogue squadron that's terrible i know but red squad red
1: squad uh, john well i was gonna go with red squad dude i just like just like star trek better but i was in the comic shop today and i saw a rogue squad comic book i'm gonna have to go that way
0: all right rogue squadron gets another vote and uh, Red Squad is in the horrible episode called The Valiant. Well, it's not a horrible episode. It's horrible because they all die. It's so glorious. But they're also in, I believe it's either season two or season three of Deep Space Nine. They help uh, that weird admiral take over Earth. It's home from, front, right? I, I believe it's home front. There's Sorry. only like 15, 20 of them. They take over Earth. They are all, and they're cadets. They're not even actual Starfleet officers yet. They're the best of the best, but they did not blow up the Death Star. Rogue Squadron wins for me, Mike.
3: Yeah, you know I'm gonna have to give it to Rogue Squadron. Um, also, I guess they are also referred to as Red Squadron. Um, pretty much just because of Porkins.
0: <laughs> just because of Porkins. <laughs> Hell yeah, charity.
4: Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Rogue Squadron. Also, Um, love the way they fight ad ads
0: See? They're badass. And we're (laughs) moving on to our next fight. It is Star Trek merchandise versus Star Wars merchandise. And, John, that one's yours.
1: Well, if we're talking about just merchandise, not books or games, I had a lot more Enterprises floating around my room than I did lightsabers, though I did have a few of those in Star Trek. All right, going with Star Trek. And uh,
0: there would be no Star Trek mer- merchandise if it wasn't for Star Wars merchandise. Star Wars merchandise changed the fucking game. It changed everything. That's why I can have a Green Lantern ring, uh, a Doctor Who toy right here in my room. I've got a TARDIS fucking uh, USB port. This stuff would not exist. If it wasn't for Star Wars merchandise, so I gotta go with Star Wars, Mike.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. Star Wars pretty much invented film merchandise, and still, you know, what, thirty some years later, uh, it's making like a billion dollars a year. Uh, Just, just the sheer number of of items—they're everywhere. It's, uh, it's like the Borg—you can't escape it. It It's futile.
0: It is futile. Another vote for Star Wars charity.
4: Yeah, Star Wars merchandise. um, They just have a whole lot of cool stuff out there.
0: They do, Chris.
2: You know, because of the aforementioned Ferengi head lunchbox, uh, I'm going to go with Star Trek merchandise. I do have a lot of stuff, and I have my commemorative plate collection that I cherish so so very dearly. (laughs) I don't really lightsaber (laughs) chopsticks.
4: Yeah, those are. I have those.
0: (laughs) That's so horrible. Star Wars merchandise wins. And we're moving on to our next fight. It is Locutus of Borg (laughs) versus Darth Vader. And, um, yeah, I kind of got to give it to Vader. Locutus is cool and all for the episode that he's in. I don't count lacutus from the movies or lacutus anywhere else because he's kind of lame once he get out of that one episode. So I got to go with Vader because he co- he has a lot more cool than lame. Mike?
3: Uh, you know, every logical thing points to Vader, but I- I'm actually going to go with Lacutus because that moment at the end of um, Best of Both Worlds when, when he pops up there, uh, th- that just blew my mind that that moment really made me a next generation fan and even though vader probably went in a fight and he's cooler and there's all those other reasons millions of reasons um my gut just says locutus
0: all right a vote for locutus charity
4: yeah darth vader all the way because locutus could never adapt to the power of the force
0: all right another vote for vader
2: chris so the saying goes that behind every strong man is a even stronger woman And behind Locutus was the Borg Queen. I don't really know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) so I'm going to go with Locutus because he's Borg and Darth Vader is not.
0: All right. John, it's all coming to you.
1: There is never just one Borg. People have thought that are now Borg. Locutus appears. A thousand more Borg are right behind it. It's never just one and we've already decided who wins there, lacutus
0: A vote for lacutus
1: and Star Trek gets another point.
0: And we're moving on to our next fight. It is Dominion War versus the Clone Wars. And Mike, that one's yours.
3: Uh, you know, I, I would have said Clone Wars up until the end of Attack of the Clones when they decided to make it happen between movies. And, uh, yeah, I know they did the animated series, but we were waiting 20 years to see the Clone Wars movie, and we didn't get it. So, fuck that. I'm going Dominion War.
0: Uh, Vote for the Dominion War. Charity?
4: Yeah, I was really disappointed that we didn't get to see the Clone Wars also, so I voted for Dominion Wars. Um, There's just a whole lot more of it to see and a lot more character and story development there.
0: Uh, it was a Lucas film. You were looking for character and story development. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me, Chris,
2: dude. I was waiting 20 years for a good movie and I didn't get it. <laughs> it yeah, <laughs> anyway. So, Dominion War, um, just because it was absolutely epic Cardassian ships, you know, Dominion ships, those massive battle scenes we saw in Deep Space Nine. The fact that the Cardassians retook Deep Space Nine and then the Federation had to take it back. I mean, it arced. How, how many seasons did it arc? I, I believe mean, f- five of them? Five. Yeah. Okay. So there you go Dominion War.
1: Dominion War. Uh, John. That's a tough one. The Dominion War is awesome. And I may stand alone here. I like the Clone Wars animated series, I think that's awesome. Yeah, the movie sucks. But- The cartoon's better, but DS9's still better than that, so Dominion Wars. Uh, Another vote for the Dominion War, and uh, you know, I do want to vote
0: for Clone Wars, because the original animated one was cool, the second one that they've done animated is cool. Just the episode where uh, Mace Windu takes on, like, a legion of, what is it, droid troopers, and he just wrecks them without his lightsaber, just using the Force alone, is worth a vote. But... The Dominion War ended because Cisco assassinated a Romulan senator to bring the Romulans into the war. And nobody knows that. But Cisco, Garrick, and us. And uh, I got to give my vote to the Dominion War because of that. And Dominion it's War was It's a fake. <laughs> oh, so
2: if, uh, if I could interject here. Yeah. When I was talking to Larry Nemachek recently on our podcast, I couldn't remember what episode that was from and i called him ambassador vrenak
0: senator vrenak silence
2: senator (laughs) senator vrenak so terrible anyway sorry
0: it's all right we're moving on to our next battle it is jordy laforge versus han solo charity this one's yours
4: yeah i have to go with han solo on that because he is just so cool um a good bad guy always wins out for me over sweet and harmless
0: all right, Jordy's not harmless, he'll rape you on the holodeck. He did it with that other bra,
2: <laughs> Chris. Oh man, so um, yeah, Han Solo and Jordy LaForge. You know, I gotta give it to my man Jordy because he's the only dude that can rock a banana clip,
1: and he <laughs> rocks it well, John. Well, I was going to go with Han, but every time my little boy grabs, my wife's breads and puts it on his eyes and runs around saying Star Trek. I've never seen him do anything for Han. So it's Geordi.
0: All right. A vote for Geordi. And uh, I love you. I know. One of the most pimp moments in the history of all geekdom. I know. He doesn't say I love you, too. He says I know. Don't get me wrong; it gets c- uh, completely reversed in *Return of the Jedi* and makes him turn into a horrible. Oh, I hate him there. But at the end of *Empire*, at the height of Han Solo, when he may or may not have come back because they didn't know if they were bringing him back for the third one because of *Raiders of the Lost Ark* being so popular, or was it *Raiders*? It was something. I don't. I gotta. I gotta go. I gotta go with Han Solo, and it's all tied up. Going to you, Mike.
3: Jordy LaForge. Did not shoot first. Han Solo. (laughs)
0: Uh, It depends on who you ask. I'm sure if you ask Leigh Brahms, I'm pretty sure he did shoot first. (laughs) But Han Solo does win, and Star Wars gets another point. And we are moving on to our next fight. Chris, this one is yours. It is Star Trek Ten Vulcan versus Alderaan.
2: I'm going to go with Oh, and you know, honestly, for me, this was a pretty tough battle. Um, as a kid, watching Alderon get destroyed was, you know, it. It for the special effects of the time, it was amazing. the The build up to it was amazing. But Trek Ten Vulcan, I'm going to go with that. You know, watching Spock's mom die. Hopefully, I didn't ruin that for somebody out there.
4: Um, watching his Spock's mom, mom die. dies. <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry about that. No, uh, and uh, yeah, Trek 10 Vulcan. It, I mean, it, the, 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 the scene of it being sucked into a singularity was amazing. There's just so much emotion wrapped around that whole like in, incident. So, anyway.
1: All right, I vote for Trek 10 Vulcan. John? It's All about Vulcan. How long did Alderon know that the Death Star was coming? They could have done something. No, they sat there. <laughs> <laughs> Any you want to know about planet Vulcan? Ask Tuvok about it. He'll tell you he had a great childhood. They bring it back somehow.
0: All right. A vote for Vulcan. Um, Alderon suffers from you not knowing anything about Alderon, And the only, thing, the only way you can feel the emotion is through Carrie Fisher. Because even though it's a planet and you know a planet explodes and it's a really good buildup, you have no connection to those people. It could be a rock for all you care. It's through Carrie Fisher's performance that you actually care about Alderon. But with Vulcan, it's both Spock's performances that you care about them. Not, not, you don't have to know anything about Star Trek to, to feel the emotion of Spock's mother dying. Not only that, but Spock watching his whole people on the other planet just, just dying. And I got to go with Vulcan. Because that one just hurts me just a little... See, I'm getting a little... Sorry. I'm going to stop crying. <laughs> Mike, it's your turn.
3: So, basically, Vulcan implodes. Alderon explodes. One sucks, one blows. <laughs> but, you know, when I was watching Star Trek Ten, and Vulcan gets destroyed... I was just sitting there going, "Wow, well, you know, this is a time travel movie, so they'll just wind up going back in time and fixing it, and they're going to bring it back because you can't have Star Trek without Vulcan." And then, as the movie's going on, you just kind of, well, "Yeah, I guess they can have Star Trek without Vulcan. That would that would really be some gigantic cojones to do that." And uh, I just, I just have to go Vulcan for that reason alone. It just took huge balls to do that big a change, and that's what really let you know this Star Trek was different.
0: Uh, vote for Vulcan and charity.
4: Um, I went uh, for Vulcan because um, I, I actually was thinking about the way they looked, and I've seen uh, concept art for both of the planets, and um, the concept art for Vulcan was just standout. It was uh, gorgeous. Then there was um, there's so much of it, whereas um, Alderon looks like just another pretty. Star Wars planet to me, so um, Vulcan.
2: And you know, before we go any further, we all lose tons of geek cred because that's actually Trek eleven Vulcan. Oh, you're right, ten Vulcan.
3: We did. Wow. So I, I, I don't count insurrection.
2: (laughs) I was going to say, you know, if we were talking about Trek ten Vulcan, then we're talking about Nemesis. So I might change my vote.
0: Yeah, Nemesis is awesome. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) but we uh, uh, Trek already won that one and we are moving on to our final fight of the episode it is Space Lincoln I love me some Space Lincoln versus General Grievous and John this one is yours
1: well Space Lincoln is cool sitting out there in his chair floating in space Grievous had four lightsabers and two organs and that's all that was left he proved that if you have enough money even space money you could just keep on living forever that's the way to go general grievous
0: a vote for general grievous uh yeah i i would vote for general grievous but as it was stated before space lincoln did free the space slaves he was a space lawyer he was a space senator and and (laughs) and his space policies were very liberal so i've got to go with space lincoln (laughs) mike
3: yeah space lincoln all the way um You know, General Grievous may have four arms, and Space Lincoln's only got two, but uh, Lincoln was a tall dude. He's got some reach, and uh, Grievous doesn't have a beard.
0: (laughs) Grievous does not have a beard. Another point for Space Lincoln. Charity?
4: I had to go with Space Lincoln on principle. Um, A top hat in space beats a robot body any day of the week.
0: See? See? I'm saying it. And Chris?
2: I've got nothing. They stole my beard. They stole my top hat. (laughs) (laughs) I got absolutely I'm going to go to R2-D2 for this one
0: (laughs) Going to R2-D2 Alright Odd is Space Lincoln Even is General Grievous Mike do you have R2-D2 there? Yes I do What does R2-D2 say?
3: R2 says 2
0: R2 never votes against the Lucas character It's amazing (laughs) It's amazing A vote goes to General Grievous but Space you, Lincoln, you <laughs> Space Lincoln does win, and Star Trek won, and uh, this one was very, very biased. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Star Trek beat the dog mess out of Star Wars this time. Uh, it was to do sixteen to nine. Wow! Yeah, yeah. I was I was not expecting that. Uh, I did. I
4: feel and, a little guilty now.
1: I feel not me. Star Trek's better.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I feel a little guilty too, and people are gonna say I'm biased, but I am not. I voted for Star Wars a lot in this episode. It's
3: just it, I it can't up, believe Lucius beat Darth Vader.
0: It's because of you. <laughs> you suck. But <laughs> we've reached the end of our episode. Uh, like to thank everybody for joining us. Thanks for listening. Uh, Does anyone have anything they would like to plug? Chris?
2: Yeah, I actually run a Star Trek Trek culture website called Subspace Communique. Um, Damon's mentioned it on the show several times. Really appreciate that. But uh, we cover everything in the Trek culture world, meaning news, reviews. We write some op-ed stuff. We have a brand new podcast that we launched called Life After Trek. Um, Life After Trek is a mini-series podcast, which may turn into a series, uh, where we're interviewing former Star Trek cast and crew. Uh, we've already uh, interviewed Manu Interreme. Many of you know him as Ichev from Star Trek Voyager. And we just finished our interview with the awesome Larry Nemechek. Um So if you guys check it out, you can go to subspacecoms.com and also lifeaftertrek.com. That points to the podcast.
0: All right. Anyone else have anything they'd like to plug? John?
1: I'm no one. I got nothing. I wish, but nope, got nothing.
0: You aren't nobody. You're part of the Legion of Geeks. For those of you that don't know, we don't know John at all, at all. First time I ever talked to him was two days ago. He asked to be on the show, just like you could ask to be on the show, and we'll throw you in. You say, "Hey, I, I would like on the if you go to our start website." www.geekfights.net There's a page there that says Upcoming Episodes. If you see one that you think you might be good for? Send us an email. Shoot us a message on Facebook and we will put you on the show. We have no shame. You could be crazy. Luckily, John is not crazy. But you could be crazy and you could be on the show. Uh, I'd like to thank TrekCast for having me on. Without this, without them, none of this would be possible. Mania.com for having a great site. I normally say Subspace Communique, but obviously he's already said that uh i do have to make mention of jared formby he did give us a pimped out intro on this one mike do you have anything
3: uh as always you can find me on the zod complex podcast at zodcomplex.com, uh also on itunes and facebook just like geek fights and uh that's pretty much it i do i do really want to emphasize to everyone uh Get a hold of us. We'd love to put you on the show. If you've got ideas for Geek Fights, if you've got ideas for any of the ones that we've already uh, decided to do, if you've got any individual battles, please send them in. We want to hear from you. Leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, just We know you're out there. We, we see the numbers. We just want to hear from you now.
0: And if you'd like to reach us, you can email us at geekfights at gmail.com, follow us on Twitter at geekfights or become a fan on Facebook, just like John, and just look for Geek Fights. And, uh, well, that's pretty much all we have. Our upcoming battles next week is going to be minor, uh, Greatest Token Minority. And after that is going to be Scariest Movie of All Time for Halloween. Until next time, everybody keep, keeping the, keep <laughs> fighting the Geek Fight,
3: Mike. Good night.
0: love him too much way too much (laughs) seriously if i could marry r2d2 i would marry r2d2 i I would i would suck on his data port i'm not joking (laughs) i love r2d2 are we recording this mike yes
2: okay